All right, welcome back. It's the IndyCar Show, Burnout Sports. BurnoutSports.com coming to you from the museum here inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's Luke Edwards. I'm Tony Donahue. Great weekend at Belle Isle, Luke. we got to look ahead to Road America. We're going to talk a little bit about the silly season coming up. Uh, but the last race for about three weeks comes up this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's after all the excitement, you know, May kind of rolls through, and, and now the wave is cresting at Road America. Good classic kart track. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been going back there for, for the past uh, seven years now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit of a hangover. I don't know what to do with myself when we don't have IndyCar racing. You, you know, you, we just get so engulfed in the month of May and in and, and being out here, and we love it. But, yeah, there, there still is. Like, it's still lingering, right? Yeah, we've had Detroit, and, yeah, we've got Road America coming up. But, but I still want to go back and relive so many of those moments from the month of May that, that, that you and I shared or just the race itself. Um, but let's look back to Belle Isle last weekend, the final race on Belle Isle. Um, I've been there. It's it's a fun track. I get yeah. why they're moving it downtown. You know, Roger Penske, Chevy wanted to go back, which I totally understand. Uh, pretty interesting weekend. We saw a lot of guys early on Friday and then on Saturday find the tire barriers. Um, we, we, we always see accents there. That's such an unforgiving track, right? The concrete walls are just right mm. on top of you. It's very right. narrow. Willpower wins the race. So many differing strategies throughout the field on Sunday, uh, and Will Power comes from mid-pack to win this race. Uh, your initial thoughts coming out of uh, Belle Isle and that race on Sunday? Um, the first thing that I, I noticed was just the the very aggressive strategy by Alex Rossi mm-hmm. paying off. Yep. Um, he, he starts off, you know, diving into the pits, I think on lap nine, no, lap five. Yeah. Lap five, but he also picked up five spots in those five laps yep. from where he started. Uh, ends up paying off for him, getting a podium, getting second place. And, and honestly, if he had had one more lap, yeah, he probably so. would have won. Yeah. Um, so just really good to see that Napa team, that Napa Auto Nation Rossi team getting back on track. Mm-hmm. It's his last year with them. He said before the race, we're not laying back and just finishing out this contract year. You know, he wants to win the championship. Yeah. And they believe that they're contenders and he's moving up in the points a little bit. Still looking for that first win, but uh, that's the thing that stood out to me the most. And then, and then on top of that, Will Power getting redemption. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, Will Power to start the year. You know, I call Marcus Erickson Mr. Consistent, but the most consistent start to the year has been Will Power. He just didn't break down the walls for that first win until this past weekend. Didn't really have the greatest uh, of month of May's, but he now leads the championship over Marcus Erickson and Pato Award, which we'll get into. Uh, you were waiting for Power to win a race. It has now happened, uh, but you're right. Rossi was on the charge. Scott Dixon, who is another guy that we're waiting to win his first race of the 2022 season, which could come up this weekend at Road America, a place that he's got it done before. Um, but, man, I, I really like Belle Isle. It's a great track. I'm a little sad to see it go, not going to live. Yeah. I've, I've been there. The fountain. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, that was cool. I was glad everybody jumped in the fountain. And gonna miss that celebration. Yeah, I mean, they're it's, gonna have to find one downtown somewhere. There's some, there, there's just something about that. It's just so like innocent and pure. Like, yeah, you know, we, look, we live in Indianapolis. I would love to jump in the fountain in downtown Indianapolis, but they're not gonna let me. They'll probably arrest me. Yeah. Again, great race, great race track. Uh, some awesome winners at Belle Isle, and we finish it up in 2022 with Will Power getting the victory. I think the next step here, Luke, is just to break down the points. I mean, Will Power leading it by three points over Marcus Erickson 
you know, we, we talked about this a month ago. Tight you, margin. Yeah, you had to be really good at the Indianapolis 500 because it's double points, and mm-hmm. that can make or break your season. Pato right there has a win. Great month of May for the most part, especially at the Indianapolis 500. Paloa has a win. New Garden has a win. New Garden has two wins, and he's fifth in the points. Amazing. That just shows you, you know, McLaughlin is 10th in the points with the win. Colton Herta is 11th in points, and he has a win. It really shows you the difficulty level that this it is to win in IndyCar right now, and yeah. it is by far the best and most competitive racing on the planet. Oh, I don't easy. care if it's four wheels, two wheels, motorcycle racing, figure eight track, demolition derby. IndyCar is the most unpredictable championship in the world of auto sport, of auto racing right now. And you, it's, it's almost impossible. I know we give our picks. It's almost impossible week in and week out to pick <laughs> who is going to win uh, each race. And it just shows you, like, it is so tough to win right now. And I was thinking about this this week, and I was like, man, top 12s are almost what top 10s used to be. You know, you yeah. used to track, hey, top 10, but now it is still very it's difficult. It's so tight. It's so tight. It's very difficult to crack into the top 12 right now. I mean, you've got guys like Jack Harvey, Simon Pagano, Elio Castro-Neves that struggle to start the season. Pagano's kind of finding a little bit of a rhythm, it looks like, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the road course here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the 500 probably helped that. Um, but you have so many – Graham Rahal. Graham Rahal had terrible – Terrible luck at Belle Isle again. Finishes last. This is a guy that I thought going into the year with Jack Harvey coming aboard, they have a really good relationship. Some of the speed they showed last year. Yeah, he would be pounding on the door for a win. He hasn't even sniffed the podium mm-hmm. this year. Um, Andretti Autosport. Grosjean has had some really good runs, but he's also been very inconsistent. So bottom line, probably sounds like I'm rambling, this, it's so difficult right now. I mean, you're going to go to Road America where we, since going back in 2016, I don't think IndyCar has seen a multiple winner, if I'm correct on that. You know, we've seen guys come through the field. It doesn't matter where you start. It was proven in not only the road course race here a few weeks ago, but it was proven again at Belle Isle. So let's go to Road America, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, one of the best tracks in the country for IndyCar racing, and man, you look at that top 10 in points, I think this there could be a huge shakeup this weekend because you have to start up front. New Garden dominated last year, has the mechanical gremlin on that last restart, falls all the way back to 21st. You know, if there is one other race besides the 500 that I say can make or break the championship, it's this weekend at Road America. Yeah, and you've got some people that are up in that top 10 of the championship, and, and you know, like you said, not only with the race, but in the championship, the the top ten, top twelve is it's still right there. Yeah, we're mid season now. We're past our double points race that shook everything up. I mean, you look at Dixon, what that did to his championship yep. lead. He finished back in twenty first or something yeah. at the end of that deal. Yep, all the way back to six in points. Uh, Will Power, Mister Consistent. He didn't have the greatest Indy five hundred. Yeah, but. You know, the rest of the year was, what, third, fourth, fourth, third. Yeah. And then a win here, excluding, um, you know, the Indy 500 being the previous one. But you've got to start looking at the trend of the tracks because yep. we're seeing guys who are honing in on different styles of tracks. You know Pato has momentum. Yep. He's going to be strong. You know Pelot's going to be strong at Road America, last year's yep. winner. Yep. 
Uh, Rossi dominated in 2019, and he's got the momentum right now, just coming off a podium. Is he the hungriest driver right now, knowing that they're – all of May, we didn't really talk about Rossi's performance. He had a great run in the 500, but we talked about, oh, is he going to move on to McLaren? That's the big rumor. That's the big secret that is obviously now out, and we'll talk about that here after we preview Road America. But I think Rossi right now is the hungriest driver, and if he's going to pounce and win a race, if, you, if, if I looked at the rest of the schedule and you said, what race will Rossi win, I would put my money on him winning this weekend at Road America. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I know normally we choose two different people. Yeah. But Rossi is just putting together. He put together a great Indy 500. He got fifth place and was honestly charging at yeah. the end there mm -hmm. in a race that was very hard to pass at. Um, like we talked about at Detroit, you know, that's a elbows out. That's a really rough trek. Yep. Beats these drivers up. You know, I'm sure they're relieved that they didn't have to One of the roughest on the, on the entire schedule because if you think about street courses, sorry to interrupt, St. Yeah. Pete and Long Beach have – good winners. Detroit has crap weather winters <laughs> where snow plows run over that. So We know about that. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be like running a street course in downtown Indy, which we know how bad the potholes are here. So, um, but yes. We saw what it did to Graham too. So, yeah. you know, he, he, he's, he commanded himself well and honestly was charging at the end and the strategy almost paid off for him. And Road America is just one of these flat out tracks where his smooth style of driving where he's just on edge all the time, but he's got those quick hands and the smooth movements, mm -hmm. I think is going to suit him. I would definitely put him at number one for my pick to win. Yep. Um, Polo has got to be in my top three of guys to win. And who else has a lot of momentum right now? Mr. Consistent, the angry bird willpower. Yep. Um, I, I think he would be my third pick if, if I was betting on somebody for – for Road America this weekend. And he's got a win there, um, as we know. And will that trend continue of new winners since going back to Road America in 2016 uh, is yet to be seen. There are a lot of drivers that, you know, we know Will Power is going to be there this weekend. He's got an average start of third at Road America, an average finish of sixth, yeah. four podiums. He's been on the podium three of the last four races. So if Will Power is Will Power, even if he doesn't win the race, he will be there and he's going to continue to probably put a little bit more distance over Marcus Erickson, Pato Award, those guys in the points. Let me ask you this about Marcus Erickson. He's very consistent. He's a great driver. Won the Indy 500. Finished seventh, which I thought was pretty good coming off of a very, very, very busy weekend for the Indianapolis 500 champion. Not a lot of sleep. I think he was probably grateful that there wasn't four or there, there wasn't four practice sessions and two races, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, starts eighth, finishes seventh over the weekend. Is Marcus Erickson a serious contender to win this championship? Oh, I think so. Even though his championship lead wasn't really long-lived, yeah. you know, it lasted, it lasted six days um, before Will Power came. But he's only two points behind Power. Like you said, he got a solid top ten on a rough track. Yep. Um, but let's continue to just – Treat him like a dark horse because yep. you know what? He'll just keep winning. Yeah. That's that's what he does. He's always right there. He's quiet. Nobody talks about him. He wins the Indy 500. Yeah. And we're still kind of questioning, you know, is he serious about this? Well, and technically, I mean, if you think about it, now that he's won the 500, this will change. But going into this year, we knew Marcus Erickson had learned how to win a race at Nashville. He won at Detroit. Yes, last year it was 
you know, there's a lot of luck involved in this, and you've got you got to have. <laughs> sometimes they fall into your lap, and that's exactly what happened to Erickson in his first one last year. But he goes to Nashville. But he was second, so he yep. was there. Yeah, you know, it was a good run. Goes to Nashville, and all the chaos ensues in the first ten laps. But to my point, going into this year, you're like, oh, well, Marcus Erickson, yeah, he'll be, he might win a race or two, but you know, you're gonna go Dixon and Pelot. So yeah. when I talk about the competition level in IndyCar, the Indianapolis 500 winner is considered the third quote-unquote driver by a lot of people out there on his own team. Um, (laughs) Back to Road America, I will say this. I talked about this at the Indianapolis 500. Somebody's day will be ruined in the pits. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that happened to Pelot. Not not anything that he did wrong. Obviously, it happened to Dixon at the 500. Road America has probably the narrowest pit exit. There's that wall that kind of comes out. And if you have that first stall, so if you're the pole sitter, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a out real quick, and you got to blend. And usually, I mean, it's tough. Like we will see some chaos. I think on and that's the fastest corner on the track that you're blending yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're going. Uh, we've seen, you know, some. I think Connor had an accident a few years ago where he got caught in a gravel trap, and it kind of ruined his day. Uh, Erickson last year had a spin uh, that he barely touched. I think it was coming off of. Down the the down the where the Brit, the Briggs and Stratton Bridge used to be. Sorry, I don't know the sponsorship for this year. Maybe it's Johnsonville. <laughs> and he just had a he like by three inches, the left rear tire hit the grass off the curb and around he went. Your day can just be ruined ruined so quick here. This is a demanding track. It is a fast track, and there's so many passing zones. I think we're gonna see numerous. I mean, the carousel is quick. Mm-hmm. We're going to see so many passes throughout this field coming up on Sunday because the competition level is so good, as mentioned. And this is just a track that, I mean, you look at the map right here, and if you haven't seen it, check it out. There is just so many areas to make moves and so many different acceleration, brake zones, declines, inclines, up, down. It's just it's a great racetrack. I've been there. I love it. I can't wait to go this weekend. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to be great. So with that being said, uh, we wanted to talk about this. The top three in the points right now in their past performances at Road America. We mentioned Will Power. Uh, Luke, Marcus Erickson, 18th to 6th last year. But for being hard a charger, hard know. charger, but for being a guy that I call Mr. Consistent, he's been hit or miss at Road America over his career. Yeah, best finish of fourth. Um, you know, that's, that's going to, if you can replicate fourth, you're still in the championship. You hunt. take that. You absolutely. Take yeah. That. You you try to get your top five if if you're him. You just stay consistent. If you have a good car, then maybe take some risks. But like you said, th- this is one of those tracks where turns one, two, and then the hard braking zone into turn three, the downhill. We've seen a lot of drivers dive bomb mm-hmm. early, cold tires, or early in a stint after they get new tires, and just wreck their whole race with that we saw graham rahal a couple years ago get pushed wide yep i think that was uh actually that was last year i believe last year, yeah. and you know by no fault of his own just beside somebody so if you're in this championship hunt you just can't afford to have a mistake that takes you out of a race you've got to stay in it erickson is getting his confidence up you know he he won a race last year that he started off airborne as you mentioned yep. in nashville I think you take a top five, you shoot for a top five. But then again, we keep doubting him, and he keeps proving us wrong. Um, and it's going to be an unpredictable race as far as strategy goes. Yeah. Because we do see yellows here. 
Uh, I would I would expect four, maybe five yellows here, just because it's usually somebody spins and can't get back going. He gets stuck in the in the kitty litter, so to speak, yep. or in the grass and can't get things going. And then the restarts here are incredible. You go up the hill for the green flag. Now the initial <laughs> green flag, I think, is. Is it up the hill or they they used to start? Anyway, doesn't matter. It's not on the main straight. Yes. Yeah, it's before that. But heading into one on that, I mean, you're you're on the gas up the hill, full throttle, and then you're downshifting, and it's just chaos into one on these restarts. Mm -hmm. So I think of all the road courses on the schedule, this is the one where it's the craziest of restarts because you're you're up a hill, you're flat out, and then bang, a quick right. Um, and then a little bit of a straightaway, and then another right. It just—it's so fast. I think that there's going to be so much differing strategy coming up on Sunday. And w as we've learned, there's going to be somebody as a championship contender that's going to miss that Firestone Fast Six, and maybe even yeah. the maybe even the Fast Twelve. And all of a sudden, they're starting 18th or 19th, and you got to work the strategy card, kind of like Will Power did at Detroit last week. Uh, 55 laps coming up on Sunday. This is on NBC. I believe it's a just after 3 o'clock Eastern green flag. Thank goodness. Yeah. You know where to find it. You, That's good. <laughs> crap rating for Detroit at Belle Isle on USA Network. Um, you know, if that was the trade-off to get however many more races on NBC, I totally understand. I think there's two on USA and one. It, I think Toronto's on USA as well. So, um, or was that on Peacock? Peacock, yeah. Peacock, yeah. yeah. Toronto's on Peacock. Yep. And then I there's believe. one other on on USA Network, if not mistaken. But you had an interesting stat about you. You mentioned the numbers, the yeah. ratings for Detroit. Three hundred and seventy-five thousand people tuned in. In comparison to their follower count on something, it was. Oh, and IndyCar's Twitter has like four hundred and fifty thousand, four hundred twenty-five thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, that just shows like ease of access. I think. Yeah, you know? and and collectively as a whole, I I did a little bit of this research at the beginning of the year. And I believe if you add it up at the beginning of the year, all of the full-time drivers and their Twitter accounts, including Montoya. I did include Montoya because I knew that he had a lot of followers. Yeah. Obviously, Grosjean is 1.2. Uh, I think it was somewhere a little over 4 million total Twitter followers just for the drivers. Yeah. And everybody did a good job that follows the sport. Hey, we're on USA this weekend. It's USA, USA Network. Mm. USA Network – Yes, I know there's a lot of reruns of Law and Order and Ro Rosilly and I. And I never Isles think sports at all, though. But they, you know? they they've had some hockey playoffs. Yeah. Um, they they have had some a lot of some of those obscure sports like lacrosse. I think has moved over to USA. I think they do. Do they still have wrestling? If not mistaken. But I did watch uh, the French Open over the weekend, and there were a couple advertisements saying, "Hey, IndyCar is on USA." And I know there's a lot of people that that want it all the races to be at noon and, and I can agree with that on a lot of a lot of aspects of it uh, but we talked about this too you can't start an IndyCar race at three o'clock on USA Network when NASCAR is at a inaugural race in St. Louis mm. at the exact same time so my suggestion has always been and I've preached this all year and I believe Mark Miles has said this before we don't really look at what the NFL's doing well you need to you need mm -hmm. to look at it and say, okay, let's not start the year off going up against um, the NCAA tournament. Hey, let's not start the second race at Long Beach going up against the back nine of the Masters. To get them, you need to maximize your ratings so that you can sell more sponsors, be in more households, get more people to these races. 
it's exposure, 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 exposure. And, yeah, even a one o'clock starting time, yeah. I think for Detroit, you know, that gives people a chance there. Yep. It, it's the weekend. You're probably eating lunch a little bit late. You're going to throw the TV on. You yep. know, it's not a football Sunday. The, the sports is kind of all over the place, stick and ball sports in the summer. Um, you've got a plethora of different things going on. You've usually got some decent golf on. You've yep. got some good hockey going on right now. It is all a competition for eyeballs. It's all a competition. So if you're if you're looking at NASCAR as your main competition, go ahead and put it on at 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. You might get somebody invested enough that they want to see the conclusion of this race. Even yep. though it overlaps, at least you've got somebody invested for two hours before the cup race starts. You're not missing anything in a cup race in the first 20 laps, I guarantee exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. And the cup races are so long, it's like, all right, and all you need now to see we got cup them race, hooked. All you need to see of a cup race is the end because it turns into WWE and people are smashing into each other and they have seven Stage green. Stage racing. Yeah, they yeah. have seven green, white checkers to try to figure it out. Whereas now you've already seen all the hot action yeah. of the IndyCar race. And I mean, it, it didn't stop. So, yep. so you're already at what what would have been at three o'clock? I mean, they had to have been. It would have been almost over. Yeah. So you're going to watch the end over. of that race, and then you get to catch your NASCAR race. So then, as a race fan, what's better than getting a, a double down? Well, I love when you get two races in a row. And on top of that. If it's a West Coast thing, well, we don't want to have people get up at 9 a.m. Trust me, my dad lives in Seattle, Washington. He's a huge IndyCar fan. He has no problem getting up at 9 a.m. to watch an IndyCar race because guess what? It's done by noon, and that dude's got his whole day to go grocery shopping or do whatever he needs to get done out in the yard. So until I see a West Coast city consistently in the top five or top ten mm -hmm. markets for the ratings for IndyCar, I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about Indy. I think it's, it's like Dayton, Cincinnati. Uh, Louisville, like Greenville, South Carolina is always in the top 10. I think so St. Pete. Yeah, I think St. <laughs> Pete's. The top 10 list is usually on the east side of the Mississippi River. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's give a little bit of predictions out for Road America coming up on Sunday. Again, Peacock has you covered all weekend until the race on Sunday. NBC. Can't wait for it. Um, check it out. We'll have you covered. Burnout Sports all weekend. I will actually be there, and I do believe we will have a pretty cool interview with somebody who just won a pretty pretty big race, but not gonna not gonna give it a, give it away just yet because we aren't confirmed, <laughs> but it has been talked about. Um, and we got Indy Lights. Um, the entire road to Indy Ladder is going to be racing. I know Indy Lights you can find on Peacock for all the races, and I think the road to Indy has uh, at least some broadcasts going on on their on their website, if not mistaken. And obviously Jay Howard's a friend of mine, so I follow a lot of those kids that are moving up. Give me there your you winner. Yeah. Give me your dark horse. Give me your highest finishing rookie coming up in Sunday's race from Road America. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Rossi. Okay. He, he's going he's gonna to pull it out. He's going to win short of – uh, I think he's a wreckers or checkers in this one. Yep. Because um, he's got he's got nothing to lose. What is he? Eighth in points. Yeah. And the only way you're going to get up in the the only way you're going to get up in the championship seventh now, is yeah. seventh is to right now go for those race wins. So I agree with that. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it would be it, it was a toss up between him and Will Power. They both have yep. all the momentum right now. I'd say my dark horse. God, can you call Marcus Erickson a dark horse? <laughs> Holy yeah. crap! Like yeah. I. Mm, Man, I, I'd say, I'd say Rosenquist. That's that's my dark horse. Oh, okay. So we're yep. we're, we're thinking the same thing. Well, I he mean, has a win there. He has a win there with Ganassi. And I'll say this: we'll get into silly season stuff. Felix Rosenquist has a win in the last two years, which is more than a lot of the paddock can say that 
has rides. And he's getting fairly consistent of late. He's been very good lately. He's in a great team. He's probably going to move over to Formula E and come back and run the 500 next year from what I've been told and I reported weeks ago uh, on my Twitter at Tony d and Thank you very much to some of the people that might want to just take that and make it their own. Uh, that's beside the point. <laughs> Uh, but Felix is, for lack of a better term, gets so crapped on. And, I, and I'm one of them. I've said this guy has to turn his, quali his qualifying efforts into results on race day. He's been doing that. He's knocking on the door. This is a place that he's won at. So um, I'm going to let you go with Erickson as your dark horse. I'm going to take Felix. <laughs> you take Felix. I'm going to take Colton Herta to, to, to win the race. I think Colton Herta, who finished second last year, yep. is going to win the race. He's 11th in points. He, he, again, he's just like Rossi. He's, gonna, he's a go-for-broke guy. Um, and then my dark horse, I'm going to go. This may be a surprise. He's leading the rookie battle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my rookie, my highest finishing rookie is the guy who's leading the rookie battle. And Christian Lungard. I think this track is suitable to his style. It's got fast, sweeping turns. It's almost, in a way, and there's not elevation changes here at the Indianapolis right. Motor Speedway right. Road Course. But there's braking zones fast sweeping turns huge straightaways Heavy breaking zones. similar to here at the indianapolis motor speedway road course and that's a place that lungard has ran pretty well at here and been consistent so give me lungard as my rookie of the race who's your rookie i'm gonna go with malukas we've okay. seen dale coin have some speed at they did road last America. week they did last week too they remember him and sato were Front row and second row starters. And, uh, you know, I almost went with Kirkwood because he had a lot of speed at Detroit. He he kind of let the rear end step out on him on cold red tires. But I, I think Malukas in that Dale Coyne car um, is going to have some good veteran experience to help him out. Yep. With, with Sato, this is a track that, you know, I think Sato is going to be fairly strong at as well and yep. at least be able to help him with some setup, with some strategy approaches. Dale Coyne always surprises me at Road America, so... That's mine. I'm going to put you on a spot here, and I'll give you my guy. You, you, when you look at, like, the standings and the crap, like, mm -hmm. like that crap area of guys that are desperate for results, you've got VK 13th in points, Grosjean, Ray Hall, Elio, Lungard, Sato, um, Connor Daly you can throw in that mix, Jack Harvey you can throw in that mix of guys that just absolutely really need a result. Who is a guy that's maybe on the outside of the top 12 in points looking in that you can see having a great top five run coming up on Sunday? Man. Um, Grosjean was really quick there last year. Grosjean was quick there last year. Um, I, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of danger yep. coming out of here. I mean, even if you go all the way up to, like, 10th with Scott McLaughlin, yep. that's a man who started off leading the championship and has a win. He's 10th. Great month for Connor Daly, who is now 12th in points ahead of his teammate, Renus VK. So shout out to Connor for that. But if we're talking outside the top 12, yeah. man, I, I wish I could say Meyer Schenk had speed last week. I'd yep. love to yep. say Elio Castroneves can surprise us with the top five. Yep. I, I don't know if they can put a solid race together. We saw them put a solid 500 together and get yep. two top 10s. But, you know, Elio had terrible luck last week. Yep. Is the fire lit under him? I, I think he could do it. Graham Rahal said he's at the lowest point of his career. Yep. He's got to do something to turn around, and he's 15th in points. Yep. I think one of those two could yep. could eke a top five out of this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go with Connor. I'm going to go with Sato. I think, he's, like you said, Sato's going to be fast here. He's got a lot of experience at Road America. Um, 
He was fast last week, probably and left. He's way back in 18th. 18th in points. I mean, Kirkwood, Harvey, Malukas, uh, keep scrolling down, you know, 21st in points. You've got – And like uh, you said, Sato, Sato is up front, it seems like, at almost every race. He's, he's consistent, but but it never just, put, gets put together. And I don't know if it's it's the Dale Coin side of things. I don't think it's Sato's driving. I think yeah, he's going to be aggressive. We know that. We know how Sato races. But he hasn't really made mistakes. He, made, he had that come together with Pagano yep. in Long Beach, but that yep. was about it. That's all I can remember. Put him in the flowers there. Uh, before we wrap up, Road America, the 1995 winner at Road America, Jacques Villeneuve in the sister car to the oval car, the Indy 500 winner that's sitting right behind us. The Beautiful Almost sold at auction earlier at Meekum okay. a couple weeks ago in Indy. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So I, I would, it's safe to assume I think that that was his Road America road course winner. Yep. Um, but yeah, went on to uh, to win Road America in 1995. So we thought it'd be appropriate to Have chill out with going. Jacques here. One of my favorite cars in the museum. Don't forget to check out the museum. Open 363 Three days, days a year. A year. Uh, Cars and Coffee comes up on Saturday morning. Yeah, Cars and Coffee is kind of a, a bring your ride. If you want to show your car off, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a you know a supercar or you got a, a modified you know a, a JDM car or a lifted truck, whatever you like, a motorcycle, bring them down eight to eleven a.m. in Spaces Limited. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be hanging out in the museum parking lot. Um, we're going to have. A plethora of cars. If you get here early enough, you get some free coffee, some free yeah, donuts. Who, who, prov- who provides the coffee and donuts? Founders Grounds provides the coffee for us. And Ch- Jack's shout out donuts. to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff at Founders Coffee Grounds. Who was awesome all month of May, just yes. having that shop Killing right it. there. That yep. was that was so nice. I miss those paninis every day. <laughs> but uh, they'll be out here with the free coffee. Awesome support from them. And then Jack's Donuts su- supplies all the donuts. Shout out to Lee at Jack's Donuts. They can sponsor us if they like. We like donuts. Oh, like you work donuts. out a lot. I just play basketball. I, I need my blood blood hey. sugar raise every now and then. But yeah, thanks to them for for helping us out with a second Saturday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll continue throughout October this yep. year. Um, but yeah, it's a great place to hang out. You know, get pumped for the race weekend. Hang see out with cool your buddies, cars. see some cool cars, see some cars that most of us will probably never uh, <laughs> even dream of driving. It's true. And uh, and. Yeah, like this beautiful piece of machinery, which is uh, probably definitely in the top five favorite cars of the museum for me, maybe oh, yeah. even top three. Me too, and for sure. Thanks everybody here at the museum for letting us put on this show here at Burnout Sports, burnoutsports.com. Silly season has started officially. Let's dive in. Um, so the biggest uh, elephant in the room was Rossi. He is now going to Aero McLaren SP, as we know. To join, you've been saying that for a while. Yep, to join. They backed the Brinks. I was, quote, told they backed the Brinks truck up for him, which I understand. I mean, and shout out to Aaron McLaren and that entire team that is now building a huge facility in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and reinvesting into the community that makes IndyCar so great and Indianapolis so 500 so special. So they'll be stationed here. Um, that is awesome. So congrats to Everybody, Taylor and Zach and everybody that puts Aero McLaren together, that's really cool. Have you heard the rumors oh, about boy. McLaren and Pillow? So I have. Uh, I believe it was an AP rider that is usually pretty close to the Ganassi scene. I don't see... That is a stacked more, deck. Well, more than anything, it was Tony Kanan on Twitter in a different language either Portuguese or 
Spanish, probably Portuguese. I think Portuguese, yeah. Said that it will stun you who it is. Pelot doesn't stun me. You know who stuns me? It's Scott Dixon. Oh, no. Oh, I no had heard. Way. I have heard a rumor, just oh, a rumor, man. that Zach Brown has gone to Scott Dixon and said, hey, we know that you love the history of McLaren and the respect you have for Bruce McLaren. Maybe some part ownership, maybe a Ooh. ride in a third car. What do you think? I saw Dixon in the elevator here week of the 500, and he simply told me, I'm not going anywhere. So does that mean I'm not going anywhere, like I'm not leaving Ganassi, or I'm not going anywhere as far as my driving career? I would be stunned mm. if Scott, after 20 or so seasons, up and leaves Chip Ganassi Racing, but see, he just seems like those, too loyal of a guy. Like It yeah. would stun me. He's the, been the with him since 02, since before he came to the IRL in yeah. 03. He's yeah. been with Ganassi. So. I just, it would stun me. It has been talked about. I'm not reporting anything. But I either would, way. I would still be shocked if it was Dixon. I think Dixon's too loyal, too honest of a guy. It's not like he is struggling. I mean, has he had a great year? No. But guess what? The dude's still six in points. But how would you? I mean. That would be tough. We're talking, you know, McLaren is, they definitely seem to favor Pato. Yep. But still, Rosenquist has been there. You know, he yep. he probably should have won the um, or been on a double podium. You know, in, in the GP here, um, he was right there at the end of the 500. Now you're going from kind of a one and two driver to Rossi, who is obviously obviously going to be expecting to win races and win a championship. Uh, that's why he's leaving Andretti, going to McLaren. Yep. You talk about Pelot. He's the defending series champion. Yep. Defending runner-up at the Indianapolis 500, he's going to expect a championship seat. And, of course, Pato yep. is expecting a championship seat because he looks at this as an accomplishment that he has to have. He yep. has to win an IndyCar championship or the Indy 500, and his sights are set on Formula 1. He's been very clear about that. Yep. So either Pelot or Dixon, either one would blow my mind. Pelot would blow my mind more on the McLaren side of like how do you how do you convince your other two drivers, Rossi and Pato, to let him come on board. Yep. Dixon would shock me more on him leaving, like you said. And and if you're Alex Pelot, you're the future of Chip Ganassi Racing, and you know you have a championship level car, you know have an Indy 500 winning car. I'm not saying you don't have that at Era McLaren, but. I almost, I mean, that's a huge step. This is a huge step next year for, for McLaren because now you have, like you said, there's a lot of expectations. And, okay, maybe you tell Pato, hey, we're going to bring Rossi over, and maybe he'll help you a little bit, get adjusted to what life's going to be like in Formula One if that is indeed where award mm -hmm. ends up. Um, to me personally, I think he has a talent and the drive to do it, but I will believe it when I see it. Yeah. For Pato Award going to Formula One. And for now, we like having him here because yeah, love it's, having it's him good here. Time. <laughs> but for Felix Rosenquist, you know, Aaron McLaren is going Formula E next year. So then, yeah. do you have a fourth car at the 500 for Felix Rosenquist to run, or maybe maybe it's the entire month of May because they did that with Montoya the last two years. Yeah. Um, but Felix is a guy that is going to get the short end of the stick. It looks like whether that's, I mean. He can go and he can be competitive and win races and make a lot of money in Formula E and then come over and run the Indianapolis 500 and come over and run the Grand Prix or be, you know, whatever they want, a test driver or, you know, the backup driver. And all the McLaren the cars, even even uh, we, we've seen JPM get an 11th and then a top 10 last year. Yeah. So whatever McLaren car. He was in the top five at the road course before he spun. 
Oh, yeah, in the that's rain. right. So, I mean, yeah, so you're going to be in a competitive car here. Yep. Uh, McLaren puts you in a competitive car. They, they remind me of kind of Ganassi even this year and then just in years past. You know, Ganassi had a short spell where they weren't, but one of the teams that's kind of surprising me right now is what's going to happen over at Team Penske? Are they keeping the exact same lineup? It kind of looks like it. I haven't heard a whole lot of rumor mill about McLaughlin or Power going anywhere. Well, Power's ex Power has a contract through the end of next year. McLaughlin, now that he's won a race, isn't going anywhere. Joseph, I mean, you know, you don't leave Team Penske no. for, for Aero, so that's not going to happen. Especially after two championships. The only way that I could – that New Garden is here, – here's what I say. The only way New Garden's never not in that two car is if – some kind of money came up, and he wouldn't run wouldn't ran the Cup Series, but I still don't see that. No. But so the next maybe domino is Renus VK. So Ed Carpenter and Ed Carpenter Racing still has an option on VK for the 2023 season. Chip Ganassi, which I reported again a long time ago, way before anybody else did, has plenty of interest in Renus VK. Penske had a lot of interest going into the month of May last year. I think the mm -hmm. injury. And going down to three cars, maybe he thought, well, I can go get him after 2023, mm. and I can go down to three cars until then. But Chip Ganassi has a lot of interest in Renus VK. He is an, I wouldn't say up-and-coming talent. He is a talent. He's won a race. He's been on the pole. He started front row at the Indianapolis 500. He's led laps in the biggest race of the year. Uh, VK would be, even if Pelot stays, what would you think about your lineup being Erickson, Dixon, Pillow in numerical order, VK in a fourth full-time car, and then a fifth car on the ovals for Jimmy Johnson only, or do you think it's too soon to say Jimmy Johnson's going to give up the road and street courses? I think it's too soon with Jimmy. Um, I think he's going to look at the end of this season. Uh, the street courses are really, really tough on mm -hmm. him, understandably. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy tries to get the funding and the money or even put some of his own money in to do one more, yeah. one final full-time season. Carvana is a massive sponsor of yep. NBC and a massive sponsor of that team. They've had some financial issues, mm -hmm. it seems like, but you never know. I would say this. I think Jimmy takes a step back and says, I very easily could have missed the Indianapolis 500 because of my hand injury at Long Beach. Mm. And I am here to, he said this, I'm here to win the Indianapolis 500. That's what I'm here to do. And so now with an I oval, wonder... with an oval, as long as the, as long as the schedule stays the same next year, you yeah. still have one oval to get everything, you know, jotted down, get used to your spotters and such. I mean, his yeah. dad's a spotter at Indy. I could very easily see Jimmy Johnson saying, you know what, I'm just gonna do the ovals next year. And Chip says... I wouldn't be surprised. And then Kanan, either... Somebody would pick up Kanan, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, I mean, he got third at the... He had a legitimate shot at winning yeah, this year. You know, and maybe it is another Ganassi car, which I think would be a little too much, but... Or does VK... Does Penske surprise everybody and do a fourth car? VK does kind of seem yeah. like that Penske-esque style of driver. He reminds me of New Garden when yeah. New Garden was running for ECR. Yeah. And, and so Ed has the contract... Team option. So what Ed will probably do is give him an offer, and if it's beaten, say, hey, all right, Rena. I mean, Ed's a smart businessman. There's a smart business guy as a team owner. He has a leverage to say, well, all right, I'll tell you what. I'll let Renus get out of the contract, but 
Roger, you, you're going to have to send me a million or whatever the, whatever the dollar figure is. Um, or Ed can also say, well, you know, I've heard that Honda and Chip Ganassi Racing really want Marina's VK to come over. And now, now you have a Honda kind of Chevy engine battle between, oh, man, who wants, who wants Renus? Because Renus mm. is an up-and-coming talent that I he think is. can win the 500 and can win the championship. That would probably move things to, which I've mentioned before first, again, uh, maybe Colin Eilat moves over. I know, you know, Hunko Salinger wants to go two cars next year. Yeah. They've had Ryan hunter Ray hanging around. Does hunter Ray come back and go to that 21 car full-time? Um, mm-hmm. The problem with that is... As the veteran developed yep. driver. Yeah. Ed and Ryan hunter Ray are very good friends. But you have to ask yourself, in that 21 car, can Ryan hunter Ray win races? And didn't Ryan hunter Ray essentially race for that same team so, vision? Uh, Ryan hunter Ray ran 2009? Either 9 or 10 with vision at the 500 which with, is essentially the same yeah which is yeah. very much the same um so does, does ryan hunter ray get in the mix do we see somebody come over from formula one or is the lights champion going to go i think the lights champion if it's Linus lundquist who has that hmd backing mm-hmm. do they find a third car for him with the dale coin hmd banner who Possibly. takes over for kyle kirkwood who is going to the 27 car which was the first domino, so to speak, that officially came out was him going to the 27 with AutoNation, which tells me Napa is going to McLaren with Rossi. Who goes to that 14 car? We knew that Kirkwood was going to be there for a year. This was, yep. it's like yeah. everybody Kirkwood's knew that. Confirmed. Yeah. Uh, we, we knew that going in. It was a rental. I say Herta stays. Herta right stays. Where he is. Yep. So the 14 car more than likely is somebody who has some money, which could be the Indy Lights champion or somebody mm-hmm. who is second or third. In the championship, uh, I know Linus, who is Linus Lundquist, who is leading the championship and pretty much running away with it after a huge weekend in Detroit uh, for Indy Lights, is a guy that I. But he's he's on the HMD banner, right? So do they find a second car under that HMD banner, or what would be a third car if it stays under Dale Coin Racing? So that's still to come. Because uh, I think you'll see more cars throughout the field next year. You'll see probably 35, 36 entries at the 500 and maybe a couple more full-time. Yeah, we, uh, might, we might be around a solid 27, 28. And we know that if you win the Lights Championship, you're more than likely going to have at least three races next year in IndyCar. So a lot of dominoes <laughs> still to fall in the silly season, and it's only the first week in June. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in here. Burnout Sports, burnoutsports.com. Luke Edwards, follow him on Twitter. Luke Edwards Indy. Luke Edwards Indy. Tony D. Indy on Twitter. Burnout. Burnout Sports. Burnout Bets. Last thing. I've done this this week. It was, it's been really cool interactions. We're down to 16. Um, some of the drivers got involved trying to push their votes. I did an old oh, yeah. school Twitter like or retweet for the voting because uh, that just gets more interaction, more people to see it. So that's obviously the goal in growing something like this. Um, but we're down to the, the top 16 liveries of the 2022 Indianapolis 500 Give me your three off the top of your head that you liked the most coming uh, out of the month of May and the 106th running of the 500. Well, I'm trying to go with the special liveries. I love yep. Alex Pelos. His is number one. It, okay. it was kind of a play on last year's. It had some more, like, orange in it. I thought yep. that was pretty cool. Yep. Um, second would definitely be that Bitcoin car. I've liked yep. both of those, both yep. years in a row. So that the VK orange. one. Yep. And 
Ah, I gotta go with the Pennzoil Scott McLaughlin. Yeah, that thing, the yellow submarine, always looks good. That I, I almost get when when we when we did this, <laughs> the start of this, I was like, that car is gonna make it to the end because that's just there's a nostalgic piece to it. Mm -hmm. It's a great looking car. It did make it to the round of 16. So check out Burnout Sports on Twitter uh, for the results. Don't forget to vote. We appreciate the interaction. I'm gonna go with something about that matte black jack harvey car that i absolutely okay, yeah. loved with the red i'm not even a big fan of the color red but i thought that that looked really good the mountain dew looks the mountain dew looks there. awesome i just uh, bring back beat. the mountain dew splashes oh man that bring would that be. back that was sick um another one that i you know i like to blow um if you say willpower uh no i <laughs> i don't i think he barely beat sage caram in round one though and his popsicle car yeah. Um, you know, I would say Ferrucci with the black screen, but again, he, he so that car didn't advance because the Bit Nile Connor Daly, number twenty at Carpenter Racing Car, advanced. Renus is up there for me as well. Mm -hmm. Really loved that car, the way it popped. There's something that I really liked about um, Sato's purple. Yeah, it looks good. I, yeah, on track, I, I thought especially it looked with the new black sealer. Yep, I thought it looked <laughs> really good. Um, so a lot of great looking. And honestly, too, Joseph Newgarden's gold that reminded yeah. me of the Miller High Life, Danny yeah. Sullivan of the of the of the '80s. So that we were all hoping would actually come back. Yes. Uh, so we will see. Uh, Nobody mentioned the McLaren. Cars. I was just going to say the McLaren cars. I could do without the green, but I loved Pato's from one side with the black, orange, and baby blue. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Montoya's, which was white, mostly white, was really good. I think only one of those cars advanced. So what I did is I took, I did it by starting position. So Dixon went up against the 33rd and 32nd cars, which was Steph Wilson and Jack Harvey, because okay. you had that you had to, yeah. you had one odd number, and then it was the second place first uh, second place starter, which was Pillow, and the 31st starter, which was Lungard. Mm. I'm sorry, yeah, which Christian Lungard. Lungard, and then we just kind of went from there. So that's how we yeah. did it. So now what we'll do is for the second round, the Sweet 16, so to speak, it'll be the highest remaining qualifier which I don't think Scott Dixon advanced. I think Jack Harvey advanced. I think the highest remaining qualifier is Pillow, and then it'll go to the lowest remaining qualifier, who I think is Elio at 27th. But it was cool. There was a battle between Devlin and, and, and Grosjean going back and forth on Twitter, mm -hmm. and Grosjean retweeted it, and Devlin. I think Devlin won, actually. Devlin's car was a good-looking one, and so was yeah, the DHL wild. one. So that one was a really tough first-round matchup. So yeah. be sure to check that out. Again, 3 o'clock coming up on Sunday from Road America. IndyCar continues on. The last race before... A uh, little bit of a hiatus before the 4th of July. We'll be back here next week on the IndyCar Show on Burnout Sports. BurnoutSports.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe to all of our social media channels. For Luke and everybody at Burnout, thank you so much to the museum for having us. Let's enjoy the race this weekend.